kayfabe ain't dead kayfabe ain't dead these hoes just scared just in case y'all forgot about that um we hear episode what i'm told is nine it's february 19th i know that yeah it's yeah. episode nine trust me i got it now okay uh we got some wrestling stuff to talk about i have a very fascinating question to start this off with but before i get to that question um just want to address what happened this morning uh just from both banks and myself we want to send a heartfelt rest in peace to pop smoke who was uh, a future king of new york who was just bubbling and about to become a star and about to put the whole city on his back all five boroughs and really take it to another level and it was a guy who i thought could really help bridge the gap between uh New York and American hip hop and UK hip hop because he used a lot of UK beats. His producer 808 Mellow was a UK dude. He's using a lot of drill stuff that was that's popular in the UK scene. But um, nah, I yeah, just go stream his music. Go listen to Meet the Woo, Meet the Woo Two. Go listen to uh, Drive the Boat. Go listen to the Gotti song on Jack Boys. Just, you know, that's the little you guys can do without really giving up a lot of money to, you know, keep these streams coming. And hopefully his family gets to be supported by this and be taken care of through, you know, this way he wanted to take care of his family. You know what, man? I don't know if it's just because in such a short time span in this year, we're only two months in, and there's so much crazy shit that ha- that's ha- happened already. I mean, from the first week when World War Two, th- well, I'm sorry, World War Three started, and everybody's getting a joke off, which was hilarious. But then it becomes the irony, like, damn, this thing might actually be real to you know Kobe and the passengers. To now, it's just like I'm at a point right now where it's just like I can't process everything that's going on. Like that's the best way of saying it, and it's not a cop out. It's just like damn like that that's all i can really say right now no absolutely it's uh it's not something that we're sitting here trying to like and you know we could feel how we feel it's no there's no moment at this time where you have to feel a certain way um and i think that's important for people to remember like it just happened today whatever you're feeling feel that it's okay. Uh, but we're going to keep moving on. We're going to keep going. Um, so we got to get to this stuff because we had uh, we had some wrestling happen within the past few uh, past few days. Um, we're going to get to NXT. We're going to get there. But And I know right now we got um, NXT happening tonight and we have AEW happening tonight. Um, but I just want to start at Monday Night Raw because it was an okay show. It was okay. Uh, so yeah, the Seth Rollins thing is getting really, really interesting. And like I said, they got to go full TD Jakes with him. Yeah, uh, we already gave him the name for the episode. So the name of the episode will be. Bishop T.D. Rollins. T.D. Rollins or Creflo Rollins? 
we got to go Bishop T.D. Ross because that was hilarious. I was like, yeah, instantly when you said that, I was like, this is the new, this is the name of that. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how we got to refer to him from now on. He is he is Bishop T.D. Rollins. He is so as long as he is the Monday Night Messiah. He is Bishop T.D. Rollins. Um, but nah, it's it's great. It's really, really great. Um, I don't like the fact that they just have six man tag matches every week, but they don't have much to do. Uh. I am happy that for Super Showdown we're getting Rollins and Murphy, Bishop T D Rollins and uh you know Deacon Murphy um against the Street Profits. I'm I'm I know we think of the Saudi Arabia shows as throwaways, and to be fair, they are. But at least the Street Profits get some shine on the show. And it's against the tag team champions. It's, it's against the hottest heels in WWE at the moment. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, when they announced it, I said, okay, that's a good look. So, that's what I'm saying. They basically going all in for the shoddy bag because they have no idea what they're doing for WrestleMania, and I still stand by that. This is this build-up for WrestleMania. I mean, last year, we kind of knew with Kofi Mania, that just kind of happened. So that was a great build-up, and they had something to work with going into WrestleMania. But this year, they like, fuck, we don't have any idea. Like, they, nobody can sit up here and tell me they have any idea other than the two women's matches of what they're going to do for um, WrestleMania. I, I think they got a few. Like, well, three matches, I'm sorry. But that build yeah. up even for Drew McIntyre and Lesnar. I mean, it's it's still kind of early, so they could wait. But the two women's matches are kind of building up right now. And then it, once we get to NXT, what uh, Rhea Ripley said about adding Bianca Belair, I'll touch on that once we get to that part. Yeah, we'll get to that part when we get to it. Um, so right now, the WrestleMania matches we know that are definitely going to happen is – it's going to be the main event, which is McIntyre versus Lesnar. We're going to get, like, it hasn't been confirmed, but come on. It's Becky versus Shayna. It's uh, it's Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Um, and we're going to get Edge versus Randy Orton. I'm confident we're going to get that. We should get a Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton because he keeps beating up on this big brother. Yeah, I mean, but you know, Jeff got to still get his body and you know his mind right. So, yeah. So just hopefully, just a, a shout out to him. Hopefully, he's getting himself together. Um, yeah, that's really it. I can't really see what other matches are coming down the pike. I mean, I told you what I think should be on the match card, which is you know after Mandy did our homie, the homie Otis wrong. You know, oh, yeah, he out here. If you leave me now, take <laughs> nigga singing singing Chicago. But nah, um, all I'll say is, uh, I think it should be Mandy Rose and Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. And a returning Nia Jax 
So we could have a body positive 2.0 WrestleMania match. Save it for. I think they should say, save it for Saudi. Like at this point, you want to, or I don't know. I honestly don't know what they could do with it because maybe they just throw the gimmick matches uh, towards WrestleMania and just have the real wrestling matches at the Saudi show, which they seem to be doing right now. Well, the Saudi show is the Saudi show. Like, um, part of it is serious. The other part is. You know, Goldberg versus The Fiend, which I have no problem with, but that is a match nobody asked for. Like, I I will be honest with myself about that. And that is a match that nobody really cares to see. Um, I will watch it. I like Goldberg. I like Bray Wyatt. Them together at this point with The Fiend, I don't think it really helps either one of them. But it's just a placeholder until probably, you know, the match at uh, Elimination Chamber, which I think is rumored to be Roman, Corbin, Strowman, Nakamura, Rude, and uh, is that six? Uh, For Saudi show? Yeah. Oh, maybe the Miz. No, no. For Elimination Chamber to see who's going to face... Uh, the Universal Champion at WrestleMania. Uh, if I only saw it for like a second in the Women's Elimination Chamber. <laughs> but I saw uh, Ray's on there. I saw the Miz. Basically, let's go with the usual suspects except for AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm on Twitter just to look around because I can't watch any of the, the shows right now. Uh, until later on, but apparently now uh, Matt is campaigning because somebody had a sign called "Free to Delete," so now he's campaigning basically to go to AEW. So he's saying he's doing the same thing that we do, which is watch NXT and AEW at the same time. But hey, come on, like you you affiliated with yeah. one company, I'm glad he put WWE NXT, even though that's the appropriate hashtag. Yeah. But to watch the the not even rivalry, but watch the the ops, as the yeah. kids say, show. That's yeah. just that's telling. But I mean, we talked about it. I think he should go and be part of Dark Order because that'd be fire. Because I'm starting to really like AEW now. Uh, I I don't. Well, that's the thing is, I don't know how much that's going to help the Dark Order, but it'll yeah, help you know. Matt Hardy because he'll get TV time. And I know on NXT right now, we got Keith Lee and Dijakovic facing off again or talking to each other. And it it sounds like they're just going to have another match because I don't know if they know what to do with Keith Lee. I really don't. I don't want to see it again. Shouts out to Dijak for having that sweater, too. I'm going to get that sweater. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll get back to Elimination Chamber and everything, all that coming up. But, um... Let's talk about NXT TakeOver Portland. Now, I have a very, very uh, interesting question that I, I, myself, I'm not certain of the answer. Is what was the more entertaining uh, display of entertainment this weekend? Was it NXT TakeOver Portland or was it the NBA All-Star Game? Because the NBA All-Star Game was really good this year. It, I liked it. it. It was it was really competitive. So yeah, I won't say I love it, 
but you know, it's one of those situations where if you like it, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, in, in in reverse though. So I mean, it was good. It was just like the bad. It was bad time. I had to choose between the two. So I think I watched the. Like I usually do with the All Star Game, I watched like the first two quarters, and I was like, "All right, I don't need to watch the third. Then I got back towards the end of the fourth, because I was just trying to watch NXT Takeover because it's fucking three and a half hours, and every match was a must see. It's true. So that's all it was. But I mean, you know, that's all we got streamed now. Yeah, so would you pick uh, the All-Star Game or NXT TakeOver Portland as the more entertaining uh, spectacle? Uh, NXT. Okay. Just because, it, it, like I said, with the All-Star Game, it started getting fired once. Giannis, well, he had the whole attitude, like, I don't fuck with none of this right now. And then he started locking down LeBron in the fourth quarter. I was like, okay, yeah, this this fire. But I had to go with NXT just because we do a wrestling podcast and because – uh, it was three and a half hours, and it was like, all right, okay, I got to go with this. And it took me, even though it's three and a half hours, I have a tendency, like, all right, let me go away for a little bit and, and just not watch this fully or watch anything else. But it's like, god damn, yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I'm like I said, I don't know. I'm leaning towards the All Star Game because every quarter was like a, a match in itself. Yeah. But um, but you know we uh we shall see. Um, I don't. I'm. I probably have a decision coming up. But I do have another question that involves All Star Weekend and NXT. So, what was the better heel turn, Gargano screwing Champa, or Dwayne Wade sc- screwing Aaron Gordon out of the Dunk Contest Championship? Because you do know that was on Dwayne Wade, right? Yeah. Uh, I definitely know it was on him. I don't know, man. Listen. Look. <laughs> I was about to be semi-problematic talking about D-Wade. But don't do was, it. No, no, no. I wasn't going to go that route because I, I don't give a fuck. I, I know the route everybody's going. I'm not on my boozy shit. I don't have no stake in any of people's kids, I don't. I I really don't. I'm at a point. I don't give a fuck, bro. I got real life problems. Fair. So I'm not worried about what some, how somebody do with their kids. I was gonna go to problematic in the sense of how he dressed and maybe say them fucking pants still got him tripping. Them flooding pants is cutting off the circulation to his mind. That's the way I was going. Nah, he knew exactly what he was doing. And maybe too much press, too much media press he had to do this week, too. I was like, damn, he in the finals? So maybe yeah. that's had him just making irrational decisions, maybe lack of sleep. I don't know. But regardless, all right, bro, you think that's a nine? All right, fair. Uh, he just uh, – he reverted to a grimy uh, a grimy Chicago dude. Yeah, but the thing is he ain't from the west side. He from the south side. True. And that's a different level of breed on the west side. Uh, you know what? I was, and let's say this too. Even though it's not a basketball podcast, I've been saying it for years. As long as you've been knowing me, if not longer, just because I was trying to put D Wade over. Uh, it, it's time to do a shoot. 
Uh, I'm no longer kayfabing anymore as D-Wade being the second greatest shooting guard of all time. Uh, And I always was just talking shit, and maybe I'm just doing it now out of respect and because I knew what the fuck was – who was the second greatest of all time, and that was Bing. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just – like I say, I I, I try to keep the kayfabe on as long as I can, but no, it's definitely Bing. Yeah. Uh, but Dajic, nah, I don't know. Because the thing is now with Dajic, and I see now, it's like, dude, is he, he and Keith Lee are about to have another match. That's what they seem to be teasing. So at this point, it's like, is Keith Lee the heel or is Dajic the heel? Because he um, keeps calling him out, and then they keep putting Keith Lee over as they should. But it gets to a point where, hell, the booker might be the whole time to heal because you keep giving us this and if it's just a one-on-one it's like all right bro well so the thing is when it comes to nxt like so that was the best match on portland for me <laughs> was dodger versus keith lee just because just because that springboard senton that dominic dodger did i legit thought he had a concussion and my first thought was I don't ever want to see that man do that again. You got to do something. I felt even he's probably saying at this point, God damn, I got to do something different. I, I get if we're going to keep running this back over and over and over. At this point, they just need to do a big man uh, front flip match. Yeah. I mean, we can go back to they can do the front flip challenge like Meek Mill. I was just about to say, they got to do the Meek Mill. Somebody got to yeah. put a rolly on. But, uh, we got to get the Roly on Keith Lee. We got to do something, bro. They got to put a Roly on the ladder match, Roly on the pole match. I don't want to see this again. I don't want to see it for the fourth time. If if it's not, about to be just a one-on-one fade, I'm good. I'll pass. Not this soon. I won't it looks tell. like this soon, though. I know. Unless and you're going to do it at WrestleMania, but then at WrestleMania, you got to make it a ladder match. That's that's the only thing that, that concerns me at this moment is how soon, like, I know every time they've given you something new, but I do want to see Keith Lee first versus other people. Like what's wrong with Keith Lee versus Velveteen? Anything. I think that's a good you, match. You and Triple H want to see that, but guess what's going to happen if it's at WrestleMania? You, what? Just, just take a guess. It's going to end up being Keith Lee versus shit. And this is the question I have, and I I don't want to do the whole what the fuck is WWE segment because everybody say the same thing, and I just don't care just because we know what it is and what it ain't. But at this point, it's like, who else on Raw is cooking besides Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar? Uh, Our truth See, I would love to see Keith Lee versus R-Truth, but then it's just too fun. And WWE doesn't do fun. That's true. That they give us well. Well, it's uh, it's like I always say: Vince give you what you want, not what you need. Yeah, like if they gonna do, if they gonna do the what it seems like, and the rumors were true, and the rumors are becoming true. The whole they bring it back WWE versus NXT. At this at this point, it looks like that's what's going on with WrestleMania. You got two. Well, you got two brands going against each other because 
what I read is, and I think I sent it to you, the man of three H's basically said, no, nah, she on here. Shane is on NXT because he was basically hinting if she goes somewhere else, it's going to be some bullshit, and we all know that. Oh, so shit. She- Triple H can say that all he wants. Vince in the back like, shit. No, we don't need her on there because somehow they're going to make her. I think I told you it was like Bray Wyatt 2.0, how she cut that promo, not on TV, but the the uh, video promo. And it's like, all right, bro. So they making her a dark figure too. You can't just make her just beating people ass. She can't be the female version of Brock Lesnar. Nah, man. Uh, Vince wants a little more aggression, I believe, now in his product due to uh, – AEW getting viewership like Vince wants I don't know how much Triple H cares I don't know how much anyone else cares Vince still cares I mean obviously everybody there wants to be the number one rated show they want all eyes on them but um you know they gave Paul Heyman control of Raw there's been a higher level of brutality on Raw which I'm fine with because they've done it in a way where it is uh, harsh, but not how do you say attitude era violent, which is yeah, good. They yeah, they can't. We already know they can't run that, but no, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. As I've told people before, the attitude era was dope, but you really don't want to see that again. You really don't. No. That's 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 a level of violence that I'm not necessarily like against in wrestling, but weekly to see that level of violence on television is is it's a lot. It's taxing. Remember how I felt when it was uh Moxley versus Omega in that unsanctioned match? I was like, I know this is the point to be like super violent, but like even AEW was like they haven't done an unsanctioned match since. It's been 3 months. They were just like, yeah. you know what? We can't do any more of these for a minute. Like, they probably could have got away with it with MJF and Cody, but MJF ain't taking no thumbtacks to the back. No, because long-term, it's just not good for you long-term. That's all it is. There's nothing really to it other than that. Yeah, and like I said, I'm fine with brutality because I thought the Tegan Knox. Uh, Dakota Kai street fight was very good. Uh, did you see it? Did you see when I told you that Dakota Kai out here dressed like? No, 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 relax, relax. Okay, <laughs> okay. I heard okay. you get amped already. All right. I, I know you. I know you, Logan. I heard you about to get amped already. You did? You, did you see it? No. You trying to I'm, have me like Duke Deuce in the video and Crook A Dead video? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like no, it's hurt me. I heard you. Was okay, good, I, I ain't gonna start you up. I ain't gonna start you up. But my I, fault. I, I seen it. I seen it. Uh, I seen it after you said that. So if I would have seen it prior to that, I wouldn't have that in my mind. I just said I would really like to give her a hot topic gift card. That's what I thought. That I would have thought that at first until you said that. Yeah, yeah, my fault. I got problematic. I got it in my bag. Yeah, I uh, sleep after you said that because I was like, okay, this man bugging. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I went to sleep after that too because I was like, okay, this is – I'm saying too much right now. Uh, I still said I would like to see it though. 
I know. I know. I know where your allegiances lie and where where your 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 love comes from. Comes from an honest, noble place. Um, Damn, Leo Rush got on IG already. You just Leo Rush friend. stay on IG, man. Leo oh. Rush stay on IG. No, that, but what, he a new boy. He one of them. He one of them young dudes, man. Yeah, that's true. But got, I mean. Fresh off the mat, still sweating. He cutting a promo, which is smart, but he cutting a promo on IG like, bro, you could have waited, my dude. There's that. The only other thing I could think is, man, you have really good cardio. You have insane cardio if you can go out and have like a 30-minute match and then go back and talk for a minute or two. Bro, I'd be on the floor. You see, I'd be doing them goddamn front flip, back flips, side to side. Yeah, man. He's 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 really about it. And shout out to him. Shout out to Leo Rush and Jordan Devlin. They actually had a really good match um, tonight. Uh, I think NXT has been a little bit better today. AEW hasn't been bad. It's just NXT is better. Um, and that's good that that happens every week. It's a back and forth. That's that's great. It doesn't need to be competitive. Everything doesn't fucking need to be competitive. No. Uh, when I rate like which show technically won, it's just me saying stating my preference. It's not me saying the show like that's one of the things that becomes fascinating when talking about wrestling is if this is one of the reasons I like this space is this is one of the few spaces where like we could say like, yeah, I liked NXT tonight, and that doesn't mean AEW was trash. It just means NXT was the better show. The same way if you're like, hey, AEW was the better show. doesn't mean NXT was garbage that week. It just means AEW was the better show. If, you know, but I understand I understand the, uh, the dissension in the ranks amongst people right now is you have to pick size. Is what it is. Not mad at it. Um, Let's go through more of NXT Portland. There was Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, which I feel like that match is not getting talked about enough because that match was really good. We expected it. I thought it was going to be a lot of close falls, though. So, But that was probably I'm, good the way it went. I'm also glad that they took their time and, like, slowly got into it because that match started off at, like, a, a snail's pace of crawling, like, just real technical, a lot of mat work. A lot of uh, a lot of working holds and things like that, and it got progressively more violent as it went along, and more um, striking as it went along. And I really appreciate that because they're both good enough to do that. And my homeboy is like, "So you're gonna do Gargano versus Ciampa again at WrestleMania NXT?" I was like, "Nah, I think you're gonna do the Fatal Four Way." You kind of got to do the fatal four way because there's no way at this moment you can't versus Adam Cole. But also, you know, you got to throw Champa and Gargano in there because it's going to be tricky otherwise. Unless you want to do Velveteen versus Adam Cole. Jesus Christ, that is a high fucking steel cage. <laughs> you talking about on AEW? Yeah, it's like a hell in a cell with no top. 
Yeah, I saw that. I saw the structure, even though I'm not watching. Like I said, I usually watch it late at night or like if I have time the next day. So, yo, shout us out the stream and have an app so we can replay that shit. Like we don't have to go to it like ASAP. Hey man, like, I never I- noticed this, but do you remember Adam Bomb in WWE? Uh, vaguely. Don't Wardlow kind of look like Adam Bomb? Let me look up Adam Bomb. I know exactly you talking about. It's just been years. It's just one of those names where I remember you. Trust me. Like we we go back and talk about. I think we talked about SA Reels on the podcast. Like yeah, man, two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, or somewhere around there. Yeah, and I was like, king. let me see. He said Adam Bomb. Yeah. He kind of looked like Adam Bomb, man. And it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Brian Clark. Yeah. I remember exactly who you're talking about. He alive still? That's <laughs> fucked up if I got to look at certain wrestlers and be like, damn, they alive? Not because he 55, but because, hell, a lot of wrestlers we grew up watching are fucking dead. Hey, man. So we also, the counter programming for NXT, which is a very smart one. Is it's Velveteen versus Roderick Strong? And Velveteen out here dressed he like he. His, hey, hold on, he back in his bag, the young boy. Yeah, he back in his bag with that bullshit. Yeah, I, I love it, and he out here in a fit that looked like uh the wallpaper in Toy Story. I fucks with it. Yeah. He looked like Andy Wallpaper right now. It's great. Wait, what the fuck, bro? See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't know Chris Canyon died. You didn't? No. Yeah, his is a sad story, man. See, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to pro wrestling. Like, a lot of wrestlers we grew up watching, I'm like, you got to think, like, damn, are they alive? And that's fucked up. Like, damn, Chris Canyon died? Yeah, he unfortunately, rest in peace, he unfortunately took his own life. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Because he he came out right, he came out the closet. Uh, I believe I don't I can't say for certain. I have to look that up, but I do know that he did have a hard into like he always had it hard in wrestling. Like he was really good and he was really dynamic as a personality. It's just I think that might have been the thing that uh that the thing that might have rubbed a lot of guys in the locker room the wrong way because you know a lot of these guys is MAGA or at least Republican. Yeah. And you know, they 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 not about that. Former you US know. champion. God damn, yeah, I forgot all about that. It was 10 years ago. April 2nd. Yeah, man. Bro, like when we talked about Sean Stasiak, I was like, bro, not Sean Stasiak, but um Mark, Sean O'Hare. When we were talking about Sean O'Hare, I was like, damn, he died? Yeah. Because I was a oh. big fan of his. Wasn't he with Chronic? Or that was, no, that was somebody else that was Chronic in WCW. Yeah, no. He, uh, he was Chronic, I believe. And he, he was gay. Because he started it as a thing of like, he was Mortis. He was Mortis. But he he started um, saying like he was an openly gay wrestler as like a as a work, as a gimmick. Yeah. 
And then WWE let him go because, you know, they wasn't really about that at the time. Right. And then he, you know, he backed off of it. He walked it back because he said he really was gay. Um, I don't know how much bullying he faced in the locker room. I know he just, you know. In WCW, more likely a lot. When he got to WWE, to a lesser degree, if not like a little bit of ramblings, because at that time, well, we know who the locker room leader was. And it probably was some bullshit we don't know, but not to the degree of WCW. WCW is basically high school. Yeah. But there's also, you know, he was severely um, bipolar. That's that's what I just read. That's what they yeah, said so they accounted it, for. It it becomes a struggle talking about it, and it's it's tough to talk about it because you you want that guy to do you wanted that guy to do really well, and it's just a really sad story that like man, you are you know you really don't want to hear guys go out that way, not just because taking their own life, but also just struggling to be who they are openly and to be accepted for who they are openly. Like, you know, good. It's good. The world has changed. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I don't want to make it a morbid podcast on this day, but I'm looking at Mike awesome right now. Who is in my top five. And yeah, I remember that vividly. Mike awesome is in my, my personal top five favorites ever, even though I'm like my list extends often. He's on that list. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess we got to get off the the celeb the wrestling deaths. Um, <laughs> that's what I said. Not 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 on this day. What, what was I going to say? Um, the rain. Let's get let's get back to to NXT. We had the women's match, which I thought was the second best or third best match of the night. Um. Yeah. So I want to talk about that match real quick before you go ahead. If okay. you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm not at all the expert at all. I'm green as hell. But damn, bro, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I really want who I keep saying is NXT overall besides Velveteen Dream and Undisputed Era and all the other talents, but I'm saying like those top three talents that I see as a collective, you could put Undisputed Era. If you want to separate it, we we can do that as well. But yeah. with with Bianca, I was just watching the match. It was a great match. My only thing I was thinking in my head, like, damn, I hope she slows down. Because she was doing a lot of like spots at one time. Like when she did a, she did like a front flip if I'm not mistaken, then hit the ropes and then she tried to come over with a counter. Then when she tried to do that jackhammer type move, it was just like, damn, it's fast. And I feel like it didn't need to be that fast with the moves. Like I said, I don't I don't know. I'm green, but I'm saying in my perspective, I wish she would have slowed down at certain times because she seemed like she was getting ballooned. Even though she got she's fucking great, probably one of the greatest athletes we ever seen in WWE history. She just like I was like, damn, she seemed like she getting blown up because she doing a lot of moves at one time. 
Yeah. That's true. Um, But great so, match. I'm just saying, I just wish she slowed down a little bit. I get that. But I think that was the point, was to keep her strong. Because on up until this point, she had been on a tear as, like, one of the more dominant women in all of WWE at that point. Like, she had the Royal Rumble performance that was amazing. She had uh, some matches leading up. She did the Battle Royal on NXT. So she she was already on that trajectory of looking dominant. And I think if you let Rhea Ripley control, have a little more control in that match, it it doesn't do much to serve Bianca at that point to make her look dominant. Now, so I think the right person won, actually. Like, oh, just the update on AEW. We do have color on Cody's face. Not surprising. Um, this dude, man. <laughs> go, go ahead. But uh, anyway, um, what we do, what what I do feel is, and I'm going to be honest here, I know everybody wants the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte match to be a triple threat. I personally don't. I personally don't. I think the more beneficial thing at this point is to have Charlotte versus Bianca at Elimination Chamber. Because, yeah. because it then, I mean, Charlotte wins. The good thing about that at this point is we can have we can have Bianca in two matches looking very, very good back-to-back, month-to-month, and actually three months in a row because she had the Royal Rumble, she had NXT TakeOver Portland, and then if she could get Elimination Chamber, even if she gets, you know, like I said, my idea is just put her in EO in the tag team and let them win the tag team titles because they really have nothing else to do. So I, I'm I'm totally okay with that in that way. But um, I think for, for Mania, you got to go Rhea versus Charlotte because if you're trying to establish – Rhea as the dominant um, NXT champion, she and you have Bianca there. You're not going to let her get the pin over Charlotte. You, you're going to like they're going to cower and keep Charlotte strong. The other thing is, I think if even if you go the Charlotte route, like let's say you go Charlotte, okay, now Charlotte is the only woman to be a multi-time multi-time champion on three different titles on all three women's titles like no one else has done that that's cool that's a cool thing um and yeah man that's i think either way you could do that you can go back to bianca even if you move bianca up and put her on smackdown and let her be the smackdown champion I think that's okay. I do think that's okay. So, if they put the strap on Charlotte at WrestleMania, what happens is she has something to do now. Because we talked about, okay, and other people have talked about what else can she do at this point. So, she goes then to NXT, which is fine. But... I'm open to the idea, like you said, Elimination Chamber match, Bianca. Just keep 
I think if you just keep putting Bianca out there, people will get the idea that you do have some hope and you're instilling some hope in her who should have been NXT champion. But everybody's timing is everybody's timing. You know, eventually she'll get it. She has to get a title. Yeah. Maybe it's it's the same thing I'm saying, but they're saying the trainers as well. Because when I saw her in the video with The Rock, I was like, okay, so she's still basically training in a sense. Well, yeah. Well, so long as you're in NXT, you're at the performance center and you're still learning things. Like I don't see the other talent there. And I mean, mind you, they're not going to have a camera on there. But for the most part, I don't see the other talent there. And maybe that's because a lot of those guys were indie workers. Uh, before they even started with NXT, being the Keith Lees who worked with Evolve and et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, Stokely was, uh, or Malcolm was actually in uh, independent promotions as well, but he's more so a manager. So I think because, if I'm not mistaken, she kind of just went from training straight to NXT uh, Development Center, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. But she was an athlete before. But this this is this is what I'll say about Bianca is she's young enough and she's good enough where you don't have to rush to this. Like exactly. The thing about Bianca is at this point she's faced enough different styles where she's okay. With Rhea Ripley, this is why I said Rhea Ripley needs the belt, is because she's still very young. Uh NXT and most of you know the prominent women, uh, prominent wrestling companies for the most part tend to only book women's angles that feature the title. This way, you can have her versus a bunch of different styles. You had her versus Bianca, who's a powerhouse, you had her versus Shayna, who's a submission specialist, you could have her versus EO and Kaden, who are high flyers. You can you can have her versus Mia Yim, who's a little bit of everything. You can have her versus Candice LeRae, who's like a, a technician in that way. The good thing about having this with Rhea Ripley is you have time to develop her in ways that Bianca is ready. Like, at this point, it's just say the word and Bianca's ready to go. And that's not where Rhea Ripley is yet. So I do think that's why Rhea Ripley deserves the title and needs the title at this moment because that's what they did with Shayna. They put the belt on her because she needed to see as many different styles as possible. So when she was ready to go up to the main roster, she would be she would be okay in any situation. But with Bianca, yeah, it's getting to a point where we do have to even if she's not going to win a title, you have to put her in a feud that she's going to win. So let's say you don't get Bianca versus Charlotte at Elimination Chamber. Maybe you get Bianca versus Sasha Banks. Oh, shit. Cody just did one of the perk angle moonsaults. All right, man, keep going. You're going to have me going and tangent about Cody. Uh, anyways, you already know how I'm gonna go with that. Just, (laughs) just keep going, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, nah, man, it's um, it's just one of these things when it comes to Bianca. Like, I don't want to hard too hard and go too hard on it, because I mean, like, we both know she's 
utter, she's utterly talented. Like it's clear that's Charlotte's favorite in NXT. And if Charlotte like you, that means Rick like you. And if Rick like you, that means Vince like you. So uh, Vince ain't gonna be able to say no to her, man. Uh, I don't know about that, man. You see, Vince ain't said no to Keith Lee. Vince desperately wants Keith Lee. Yeah, well, we know as to why he probably want to put him in some goofy shit. There's that, but I also think, like, had I had it going this year at WrestleMania, the WrestleMania match that I personally would have picked for the Universal Title is Roman versus Keith Lee after that Survivor Series thing. I thought they could have did a lot of good work together. Uh, and now I'm about to interestingly go in on AEW. So we had Jeff Cobb and Wardlow debut today, right? These are the two powerhouse dudes of AEW. These are the big dudes, the monsters. They both lost. And look, I know you can get Warlow back on track and look like a monster, but this was his first match. And it was against Cody. And it was just, and it, 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 now it just felt like, okay, you just use this to keep Cody strong because he might lose to MJF. I don't think he is, but you want to put that doubt that he might lose to MJF. The Moxley versus Jeff Cobb, it wouldn't have hurt Moxley to lose. It wouldn't have hurt him to lose this week. It would not have. And I think you need to establish, like, plus you brought Jeff Cobb in as this assassin and this monster and this killer, and just, he lost on a roll-up. Like, that's, see, that right there, like, we were talking about a lot of things that we liked. We were talking about things that we were hopeful for. Now I got to start talking about things I dislike, and I don't really like doing this as much anymore because I just don't like being another wrestling podcast that talks about things I hate. Right. We we got to switch that. That's why I'm glad we kind of went away from that because if we had all the time to talk about what we dislike about WWE or any promotion, trust me. I, yeah. I, I, you know what? We shoot and we get to the point like as if, and it's not to, you know, bury any other podcast ever. I'll never do that shit. But I think it just comes to a point where I just don't have the energy to talk about what's bad about the shit all the time because it's entertainment. You're always going to find some bad entertainment. You know what I yeah. realized about entertainment? Everything can't be fucking made by Square Enix or be Parasite And when it comes to movies. Yeah. Especially pro wrestling because it's going to be more negatives than it is positive. And then when it's some positive, it's very fun. When it's negative, yeah. it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It absolutely is. And uh, I think the other thing that becomes a unique thing when it comes to that is like, I was trying to see like, so how are big dudes going to fare in AEW? Cause we haven't really seen a big man really wrestle in AEW. And I think we got the answer tonight is they're going to be treated like every other wrestler and not be able to look dominant when it comes to the big names. And if that was the case, they should have did Jeff Cobb versus private party. 
they could have did Wardlow a couple nights ago against Joey Janela and look tough. But just to come out here and have them lose to fuel storylines just kind of cheapened cheapen them at least on the initial run. Now you got to do stuff to build them back up. And I realized saying this, I just really want AEW to have a have a mid card title. Eventually, bro. <laughs> you going back? Eventually, they yeah. got you. Yeah, because that's that will alleviate some of this, not all of this, but some of this, and that needs to be alleviated because. Yo, Jeff Cobb came out at the end of AEW last week and monstered. He looked, he was the biggest dude we had seen come out of AEW. Came out looking like a goddamn, you know, villain. Came out, gave uh, Moxley the, the power slam that he gives. And, you know, the show went off air with like, oh, this dude is a, is a beast. He's an animal. He's great. And then he lost on a roll-up this week. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, for but, the most part, they, they finishes consist of. It's 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 always like, it's it's never clean, and it's always somebody getting jumped. That's what I'm always thinking. Like, damn, who they trying to put on the set in AEW? Like, everybody's getting jumped. For some yeah. reason. Yeah. Now, to be fair, at the end of uh, NXT tonight, Velveteen Dream won and got jumped. So, but it is different because NXT, you know, Undisputed Era is going to do it. At AEW, shit, the Dark Order. Somebody just, the Dark Order right. can just pull up on anybody. They don't trust anybody to have a clean finish. They're like, nah, bro. Everybody gets jumped around here. Like, yeah. And, yeah, but that's it. And I just want to get back to things I like. So, you want to talk about, he told me this personally, not to put myself over, but I'm reading it now about how Rob Van Dam said he's had literally hundreds of concussions. Yeah. Yeah. He, went, mean, on, not, he went on Stone Cold today and talked about how he has CTE. He said he has it. I think he said he has a battle. I don't know if he necessarily has it, but he's either battling it or or he, he's like trying to keep it at bay or he has it and he's trying to not let it get the best of him. Shit, when I met him, he just seemed like he was cool. He didn't have really symptoms of it. He had a good-ass memory. Well, it's, it's, it's not always uh, – it's kind. Of, it's not always active in that way where it's going to be that. Plus, the good thing of I don't want to say the good thing, but he does smoke a lot of weed, and that that's has been thing. yeah, that's been known to help. Nah, that's why. That's probably what's been. Honestly, yeah. that's what's helping him. Because when I said like, yeah, people don't show symptoms of it, but when I was talking to him, he wasn't like slurring over his words or anything. We know people that have some type of. Form of CTE, whether it be full or not, they tend to be 
either punch drunk or damn near there, especially depending on how it has progressed in their mind and their age range. But when I was talking to him, he just was talking normal. Fucking eyes wasn't like tripping over. He didn't seem to have a headache, even though I wouldn't know that, but he didn't see He seemed like everything was good in his mind. So I think we definitely plays a big part in helping that because we hear players talking about how, and people in general saying how it's, it, it's helped them. That's true. And, you know, that's not one, that's only one reason as to why I'm pro weed. Fuck it. We put it out in the public, but it's many reasons as to why I'm pro weed. But if that's what's helping him, fuck it, keep smoking. Yeah. I think there's that. Um, I think he, he's in a good place in his life. Like, you know, he has his wife, he has his girlfriend. Yes, you yeah. heard that correctly. He has his wife, he has his girlfriend. Yeah, he's living the young Joe life. My girl got a girlfriend. Chevy blue like whirlwinds. Oh, no, nah, he ain't six men like Lou Will. Two girlfriends like I'm Lou Will. He, he that too. Shout out to six guys. Shout out to Lou Will. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a tricky thing because I don't know how often we've uh, had people investigate wrestlers' brains in the way we've had them do football player brains. Like, I know we've had some soccer players. I know I think there's been – I know there's been, I think, a few hockey players – but I don't think we've had a wrestler um, do this just yet. And I think that's important that they do that because, you know, we got to know. We got to know. And there's no way you can make wrestling safer the same way. Um, the same way you can't uh, make football safer. The only thing you can do is just try and hopefully, you know, just do some things where you can hopefully not work the head so much. Like AEW, I know some of those guys have health care, but they do too many pile drivers for me. Like, there's certain moves. Or whoever Cody is, I don't know, everybody's chief executive on a Wikipedia. I know he has the biggest stake in the company, but he got to – you already know. I don't really want to talk about it. Just, just stop, bro. It's not yeah. necessary for you to do the shit that you're doing right now to get yourself over. No, true. Absolutely. Uh, and it, it's like with him, it's okay. I'll talk about it for a second. So with him, it's like, dude, where are you going? You don't have a program with anybody other than MJF. And then this seems like that's over. And then it's like, where are you going? Same thing I could say about Kenny Omega. And maybe it's a method to the madness because we let the young talent get over. Because we talk about the young talent as we should more than established workers. That's true. The same, well, John Moxley, they they trying to put him over. Which he, he young, in a sense, even though he was just known in one promotion. So that works out. I like the fact that they're actually – pushing in a way even though he's he's young i don't know i think he only like 25 if i'm not mistaken being sammy guard Gar- yeah i like how they're just like slowly bringing him out yeah but 
hopefully they're not pushing that notion that he's the next Eddie Guerrero because, no, nah, bro. Hey, that, that's, that's it. Nope. He's, he's Sammy Guevara. That's good enough. Yeah, that's all you need to be. I don't like comparisons because with certain people, I'm like, all right, like when they do NBA or NFL scouting, you know, they try to do that comparison. And then sometimes the players become better than when the scouting report said or the draft report yeah. said. But, you know, pro wrestling is easier to say because these are just once-in-lifetime entities. And Eddie Guerrero is arguably a top five of all time. And that's it. We ain't getting another one of those. No. No. And that's uh that's okay. It's okay that he's he's not Eddie Guerrero. That's not a bad thing. You know, you could still be a Hall of Famer Latin uh wrestler and not be Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Rey Mysterio made his own way. Yeah. You know, he, he transcended Probably Lucha Wrestling or it was Eddie, either one of those people. But, you know, I think Ray was a little bit more marketable just because it worked with the kids. And that's something actually I want to talk to about. I want to actually – I'll let you go ahead and continue the topic because I want to give John Cena his flowers. I think that's what we need to do this year and hear out, giving people their flowers, even if they, like, young or whatever the case may be. Because man, we never know. That's true. So it's we true. gotta start giving people they flower. If you feel like they cold now, fuck it. Say everything good about them right now. Because yeah. shit moving right now, you might not be able to say it tomorrow. Absolutely. You should, you know, and just in general, you don't have to be a hater. You don't have to like if you like something, don't worry about looking corny for being excited about it. Just be excited about it. If people online call you corny or a goofball, fuck them. It, that's fine. They they're allowed to think that. That's cool. But you should never let the opinions of others, um, for the most part, influence your excitement about something. Particularly when it's about something you love, like wrestling. Like if you really like, if you really like the Rusev Bobby Lashley angle, <laughs> that's fine. Like I'm not sitting up here telling you you can't like it. When we were talking about it, we mostly didn't like it. If you don't like the the Bishop T.D. Rollins storyline, that's fine. I like it. And it's it's weird that we always have to do that. And I'm not going to go too much further than that. But, um, nah, man, I I don't know who Cena's opponent is. I know they've rumored that it'd be Corbin or Elias. And look, man. If you couldn't get Corbin over as a heel beating Kurt Angle in his last match, you're going to have a hard time. Like, I don't know who else you're going to have him beat that you're going to get, think you're going to get him over as like this top heel guy that you think he is. I mean, shout out to him because he went off on Meltzer today. Like, Corbin, he, he go off on Meltzer every day. All he do is barbecue, buy Rollies, and go off on uh, Meltzer. Yeah. That's all he does. Like that's, and I don't follow him on no social media. But when I see somebody retweeting what he's doing, that's all he's doing. And I mean, Randall, he up here shooting on people. Yeah, Girl. that was that was wild. So, damn, does everybody hate Matt Riddle? Yeah, you know why? When you got hands and you cool, you laid back. Everybody gonna hate you. It's the same thing with Floyd. Floyd be laid back. He talking shit, but he be laid back. 
Nah. People can't do anything about it. Nah, see, that's the thing. I think that's where people get upset about Matt Riddle. Is Matt Riddle is coming into WWE using his UFC credits. And it's like, look, bro, you really got hands, but you ain't Brock. Shit, according to him, he better. And who's mm-hmm. to say he lying? Because mm-hmm. he used some of the medicine, too. Maybe he might smoke one, get in the Matrix, and go to work on Brock. We can say that. We say that. We need an RVD, by the way. We need an RVD and uh, Matt Riddle tag team soon. Yeah. That'd be fire. That would, uh, you'd smell it a mile away. But, nah, Matt Riddle got L's in UFC, too. He does. Yeah, he got knocked out. He lost two by decision, and he got knocked out in one. He does. That's why I'm, I'm, won't John, I want John Jones to come to WWE, even though I'm a little panicky about it. But that's why I want him to come, because once again, at that point, you put him in there, you give him the same energy you give Brock Lesnar, if not more. That ain't happening, bro. Exactly. But the thing, that's what I'm saying. So no, the reason this doesn't happen is because, and this is why people don't like Matt Riddle and then why they give Brock a pass. Brock already proved who he is in WWE. Brock yeah. He's already proven. Matt Riddle ain't proven nothing in wrestling yet. He walking around talking like it, though. I, and that's, what, that's what's getting rubbing people the wrong way. Not necessarily the fact that, okay, we know you can fight. We know you can wrestle a little bit. What's your career? Maybe he may. Because his most fire matches in NXT all resulted in L's. Yeah, because he did uh, do the favor for Velveteen, right, at NXT NY last year. Yep. Well, that was the case where the right person won. It was time for Matt Riddle to lose. It made sense for Velveteen to win. And Finn Balor, I mean, look, man, that was supposed to be Gargano, so I don't don't know what you thought you was going to do here. And it's not that people don't like Matt Riddle as a wrestler. People like Matt Riddle as a wrestler. Him as a personality in wrestling is cool. It's just, man, this uh, trashing of Goldberg, this constantly calling out Brock, and then Brock like, look, man, you might as well, look, fam, you can just dead this right now. Yeah, that's hilarious from what we read. He's just like, bro, just chill out. That's all he said. Because right now Brock was looking at him and the rest of the roster. He saw Matt Riddle, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to go do some segments with Truth. That's hilarious that that came out. That story actually came out. But it's a that's a shoot. Anything else Dave Meltzer say, I just like, all right, whatever. But I believe that Cole Harley because that man had fun when that segment. That's the yeah. segment of the year. That man was laughing his ass off. Yeah, and that's all he want to do. He just want to be out there and laugh. That's right, cool. He's been a... You know what I mean? They done made him the beast, and everybody talk about his height, weight, and everything. After a while, you're like, damn, I want to laugh, too. Well, I want to have fun. Yeah, he and got to. came out that boom box. Last yeah, he got year. to dance and all that, and I'm like, oh, shit. Brock out here having fun. Yeah, he want to have fun, too. He had the boom box last year, and then the R-Truth 
the our truth uh promo, he was dying laughing. Picked up the mic, he was like, Shit, I get to say something now. That's what's up. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's what it is. And that's okay. That's cool. But um, nah, the Matt Riddle thing is just it's just a point where like, yeah, man, people don't dis I mean, people don't dislike you as a wrestler. But you got three legends over here telling you, like, hey, man, you need to really calm down because you're you're talking in a way as if you've done something here. Like, bro, you didn't do anything in UFC, to be fair. And that's not that's not disrespect. Like, you won matches. You won fights. I can never win fights in UFC. I'm not sitting up here trying to disrespect your UFC thing, but... When it's all said and done in UFC, you're not a Hall of Famer there. Does that make sense? That's that's what they're looking at it like. Like, yo, what has this guy done to be talking this way? Right. Like, oh, okay, you can fight? Okay, we got guns. What what, what you talking Because <laughs> everybody he didn't talk to, you know they got a pistol. Like, Brock going to pull out the hunting rifle. You know Goldberg got the strap. And we know Randy got a few of them in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, it's like, and it's just like, that's that's three legends you just really don't want on to be on a bad side with. Because now, because Vince basically put that whole, like, stop talking about main, main roster talent to the whole thing because of, because of Matt. So that's the whole thing where it's like, man, I had some funny jokes. Like Bianca might have had some funny jokes. She might have wanted to get off on Bailey. And now she gotta sit over here and look at Matt like, so you just gotta ruin all the fun, huh? Yeah, and they, they were shouting her out too. Yeah. Bailey shouted her out and uh Alexa shouted her out. I mean Kayla the goddess shouted her out. Yeah, she was. Well, you know, they cool. They she stays shouting her up. Yeah, you know, we know what it is. Yeah, but uh, nah, man, it's um, that's really it when it comes to Matt Riddle. Like he's a tag team champion now, and deservedly so because the one thing I will say about Matt Riddle and the Pete Dunn tag team is they bring a level of fun to NXT that we have never seen. That shit is them promos are fucking hilarious. Yeah, but that's. That's where Matt Riddle excels. Is like, yo, man, you are a really good wrestler. You were also a lot of fun. You just got to figure out that, hey, man, you you ain't always got to have Twitter fingers. It it ain't it ain't for everybody. Right. It's okay. It's okay. It ain't for me either. But um, damn. Shayna Baszler is forty, about to be forty years old. Nah, that can't be right. Yeah, August eighth, nineteen eighty. Oh shit! When did she start training then? Motherfucker, you look thirty. Right. When did she start? Because remember, she was in. I just looked up people that was like mixed martial artists. Because she was. Remember, she was. She uh fought. Her record is. She got fifteen wins. And eleven losses. You know, that's not good, but still. So I just happened to look up people that went from mixed martial arts to wrestling because that's happened a lot lately. 
Yeah, she started training only a couple years ago. Yeah, but she's, you know, she can do mat work. It's cool. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. We're in an era now where people come from different sports, particularly uh, UFC or mixed martial arts and get into wrestling. Yeah, she's 40 years old. She don't look shit like it. She look like she only like 25. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, shout out to her because she, you know, she got to win the belt from Becky. That ain't gonna happen. I kind of got to. No, like you kind of got to, but they not gonna do it. What else you got? As soon as I saw her, as soon as I saw Becky get out that damn ambulance and be tough and. She had I'm Every Woman playing her head by Whitney Houston. I said, yeah, this ain't. Well, she got I, if she got If I'm Every Woman playing in her head. She ain't going to lose. You ever listen? I, you ever hum I Every Woman and take an L? Uh, I just hum it from time to time because that's one of my favorite songs ever. You ever take an L while you humming that song? Uh, My pride, yes. Well, that's a personal issue. I can't do nothing about that. Nah, she just they made her once again. Like I told you she she looked too strong, so I was like, all right, bro. That's fine. Like, I understand you. This is a program where you know we got someone. The idea is to have someone who looks as strong as Becky, so it doesn't bother me as much as it did like the Oscar thing, where it's just like the Oscar thing was just like, okay, we we just have no faith in Oscar anymore. She just takes L's. Like she's gonna be in that elimination chamber match with Shayna Baszler, and she's going to lose. I don't think she cares personally, though. I we don't know, but she just seemed like she's just having fun. Her and Kyrie Singh. Well, we'll see. We'll see when these contracts come up because, I mean, maybe she's like Shinsuke and she just likes living in America and she's just good with that. That's fine. That's cool. I can see that as well. She just seems like she's having fun, but we'll see. Yeah. But um, anyways, I think that's a good point to end on. Uh, do you have a kayfabe champion of the week? Uh, I really hate to acknowledge people. No, nah, I don't even do that. I ain't going to even give them power. I'll just say real quick, and we don't need to elaborate on. Hey, man, every time somebody dies, it ain't a fucking conspiracy theory. That's all. Yeah. That's all no. I really need to say. No. Uh third eye Twitter is uh is definitely good for that. Um I haven't seen the conspiracies yet, nor do I want to, but that's always a, a good place to uh give a kayfabe champion. Oh, I got um, one. I got one for sure. That that was just for me, just to vent real quick. Oh, my kayfabe champ is Kyrie Irving. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's been injured a lot, and I mean injuries happen a lot. But you can tell with him, maybe his chakras have been unaligned, so he hasn't cared too much about playing consistently or trying to get help. It's just like, damn, he get hit a little bit and he hurt. He been kayfabe champ for about three years since he left the Cavs, but no, nah, he's now he's on the board for the uh, Players Association. 
Yep. This makes me realize that he's going to retire and then he's going to give us a reason as to why. Probably like I'm going on a spiritual journey uh, to get my life in order. Hey, man, he might he might be the Teddy Long of the Players Association. Let me holler at you, player. Let me holler at you, player. He he definitely about to retire, though. Oh, uh, maybe. Um, who do I have as a kayfabe champion this week? I went hard on rappers last week. Where where do we not? Cause this like, dude, like I don't. Um, All right, it's been a lot of great music that's dropped this year so far, but it's like, dude, like for the past year, R&B been cooking more. Like R&B yeah. singers. They just kind of, except for Kalani, they just kind of stay in the back and do shit. But I don't know. The only reason I say Kalani is because she got mad today. Well, yeah. I mean, I could give it to Joe Budden for always, like, having to start a feud with a woman to get draw cheap heat. But um, he did. I, I know what you mean. But he did. He always bigs her up, though. But I understand exactly where you're coming from before you even say it. Because yeah. it's like. You'll go from giving her praise and then one time saying something, but then when you say something, you go too far with it. Instead well, of he, just saying, he called her a liar. That's yeah. It. He well, he calls every woman a liar. Yeah, like and I fuck with the podcast, but he he calls every woman a liar. Yeah, like that's something him and Donald Trump have in common. But um, oh yeah, uh, Ari back on IG and she dropped a picture. I'm at the scene earlier, but. I know. I know. Yeah. Um anyway, my kayfabe champion of the week. Um it it goes to actually the MLB. Can you give it to the Astros as a whole? I no, I, I gotta give it to the MLB as a whole because so you got the Astros who are one part of this who they skated on not getting a punishment. And once they realized they wasn't getting the punishment, they just started talking big shit, which just looks cowardly because it's like, oh, okay, we're going to be calm because we think we're getting in trouble. And once they're not in trouble, yeah, I did it. And what? And it's like, okay, don't do that. Then tried to go out here and tell us that Jose out and that doesn't, that wasn't cheating. Look, man, if everyone out here stealing gas, and they sometimes fill your car up with the stolen gas and you still go to 76, you still getting your cat. When they fill it up, they filling it up with the stolen gas. So you're driving around with stolen gas. And all I mean is, so what if he wasn't cheating? He was getting RBIs. He was batting in runs. He had men on base. He had all these different things. He was putting pressure on defenses because everyone around him was cheating. He won an MVP in the World Series off of people cheating. So whether he was or not is kind of irrelevant because he benefited from it. And if he really wasn't down with it in that way, he would have snitched. I like how they playing it, though. The players, other than the management, because there's only so much they can say, like, there's so many, only so many lives they can have before they like, bro, we got you. I like how the players like, man, I don't, you know, if it were me, I yeah. would have did this. But, you yeah. know. I wouldn't do that because I wasn't cheating. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about Astros, but this is the first time in years people have actually paid attention to this much news 
evolving. Well, I would say this offseason as a whole, people have actually paid attention to MLB for the most part more than they ever had in a while because yeah. the Yankees doing trades, the Dodgers doing trades. Yep. Those two big, biggest markets in America, people are like, oh, shit. And then when the Astros news comes out, people are like, oh, shit. I don't yep. want to hear this. And it affects both the Yankees and the Dodgers. Now, yep. the thing that also I got to give is, you know, people basically saying they're going to hit the, the players with pitches. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, I get it. That's the unwritten rule in baseball. But it's like, so you're going you gonna to re- retaliate to something, to cheating with violence? Yep. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Baseball is a violent sport. But I'm good on that. I hate that throwing intentionally hitting the guy to try and straighten him up. What's that gonna do? Stop them from cheating? They already no, got caught. Fights break out and we get more entertainment from MLB. Okay. But look, just run the fade. Oh, we've seen that before. Just run the fade. You ain't even got to do all that. Just come out and just be have it be a misunderstanding on site. If you really, if that's what you really want, you ain't got to provoke. Just have a misunderstanding on site. The Astros will get like them getting hit by pitches as opposed to them having to fight the team every night. They'll get the message on the second one. But ain't nobody going to do that because nobody really wants to fight. They just want to get these hits in. So that's where I'm at with the MLB. And then there's Rob Manifred who didn't punish the players. And now, if you hit the dude, you're going to get suspended because he just can't have retaliations, which is the right move. But the problem is now, hey, man, it's worse to hit a cheater than be a cheater. Right. So that's why I got to give it to the MLB for all the wrong reasons because, the like you said, the Yankees signed free agent Garrett Cole. They have a really, really good lineup. They look like they might be the prime favorite out of the American League. Yep. The Dodgers found a way to get Mookie Betts, the second best player in all of baseball, which means now that now Los Angeles and the Los Angeles area has the two best players in baseball in Mike Trout and Mookie Betts, which means if you want to see the best baseball players in the world, you have to come to Los Angeles or Anaheim. (laughs) Nobody, as as an Angels fan, nobody trying to take that drive, though. No, no. There's a Metrolink that'll let you off right in front of the stadium, but that ain't nobody doing that. Yeah, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or you can take the 460 and then... Yeah, but... You, no. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it is it doesn't really... Ma- none of that mattered because of the cheating thing, and then it got made worse because the commissioner of baseball said, I'm not going to suspend anybody. And partly because he can't. It's not that he just didn't want to. It's just that he can't because the Players Association is too strong. And instead of saying that, instead of saying, yeah, I just can't because the Players Association is too strong, he tried to say, well, we can't let that tarnish um, the World Series championship. And I was like, okay, that's what you got to say. That's what you got to say. People are going to come at you with that. And then you had the Astros, like I said, who are out here, like, when they thought they was going to get in trouble, real apologetic and this and that. And then right after that, just turned around and was like, man, y'all need to stop acting like bitches. And it was like, yo, bro, you cheated. This is no different than when someone cheats on their spouse and the spouse forgive them. 
and they turn around and hate the person they cheated with. Like, bruh. That was you. That was you. I'm not the cheater. You are. Right. I'm the home record. You're the cheater. Yeah, no, it's uh it, it's definitely made for an interesting offseason. And then now they're saying that the Astros might get their draft pick taken. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, bet. All right. This, this is the tightest. I don't know if they understand. This is the most tightest. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the tightest, like, board in the pro sports. This is the same rigged old white dudes that won't allow Barry Bonds to go into the Hall of Fame and still won't let P. Rose, even though he's gambling on his own sport, let yeah. him into the Hall of Fame. So that just lets you know it's just not a color thing. These no, no, no. This is, this is like – this makes baseball – that's what makes baseball look worse too is because I told everybody how they could fix this was you just let Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame this year. You let A-Rod into the Hall of Fame next year. You know what will happen? People will be so ready to celebrate Barry Bonds. People will be so ready to celebrate A-Rod. They'll forget about this. Yeah. But now we just need something else to talk about because obviously the trades already happened. and went, It's not like NBA trades where people go over it and see what can happen over and over by talking about it. It's just like, all right, it happened because it's baseball. Yeah. And in this instance, it's like, well, now it's for me, if Barry Bonds ever gets in, which I doubt at this point, because Pete Rose still ain't got in, it's like, yo, well, he in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> but at this point, it's just like, let's say if he get in like five years from now, I'll still be happy as a Barry Bonds fan, but it just won't it won't feel the same because it's like, God damn, finally. No, absolutely. Um, I think that's a good place to end it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the episode. It's February 19th. Banks got the episode number. Don't quote me on nothing. Yeah, um, I do the episode number, so episode nine. Yeah. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Uh, long live Bishop T.D. Rollins. And play Meet the Woo, too. Play Meet the Woo, too. Play Shake the Room. Get yeah, that Chris on the chart. Christopher Walken, let's get war with little TJ. All that. All of it. All right. We out of here.